Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me and tuning into this podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast is here to open your awareness. I want to provide you with tactical teachings on how to master your mindset, create your ideal reality, overcome obstacles, and leverage adversity. Most importantly, it's to help you realize that you are in total control of your reality. My hope? to inspire and empower you to keep going. And no matter what, it's all about mind over matter. Be sure to check out my website, heatherhakes.com, where I offer you a free video training on how to manifest more money now. Again, that's heatherhakes.com and opt into my free video training. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 309. Today, you are going to learn how my guest changed her life around and is now manifesting consciously not only the business of her dreams, money, health, and so much more. Welcome to today's interview. I've brought on Heather Wild-Smith. Heather, welcome. Hi. This is funny. I actually just recently on Instagram, somebody reached out to me. There's actually a podcast for Heathers. Did you know this? No. She literally, so it's another Heather and she interviews only Heathers. And so I just, I found that was fascinating. Wow. I love it. So I'd love first, if you could give the listeners a little background, where do you live and what do you do? So I live about an hour North of Atlanta, Georgia, and I am a sales coach for transformational coaches and healers. Um, who hate sales. <laughs> and I help them, I help them discover their own way of selling that feels really good and really genuine to them so that they can show up, make the sales and change lives. So I think it's interesting that both I feel sales and money, people have a lot of stigma, a lot of resistance around, but mm-hmm. I guess if people realized everything is sales, dating is sales, mm-hmm. obviously interviewing for a job is sales. And so mm-hmm. I'm curious question for you. Why do you think entrepreneurs or business owners feel so yucky with sales? There's a couple of different reasons. There's first off, we've had bad experiences with sales. Um, There's a lot of negative stereotypes, you know, in popular culture and, um, and just that we pick up from our family. Um, I rewatched the show Cheers with my dad this summer, and I realized that a lot of my negative stereotypes about corporations and rich people actually came from the show's Cheers. I <laughs> didn't, didn't realize it. Um, but part of it is that I, I, I was just having this conversation yesterday with another coach with very similar ideas about sales that I have. And I, I think that there's a lot of really crappy ways to sell out there. There's some great ways to sell. And there's some people that are really doing it great and really teaching people how to do it great. But I've invested in five big programs and only one of them had a way of selling that I felt kind of comfortable with. And ultimately I just had to like make my own. And so what happens, I think a lot is that, you know, people have these negative ideas and they have some negative um, mindsets and limiting beliefs around sales anyway. And then they go and they spend thousands of dollars on these sales and business courses and the ways that they're being taught to sell don't feel good. And the people won't help them tweak it. They're just like, no, it's just your success issues. It's just your money issues. 
And you start to think, well, I keep investing and I keep seeing, and it's all the same crap regurgitated. And so maybe there's just not a good way to sell. And um, that's, it was a combination of mindset plus you can do all the mindset in the world, but if the strategy isn't aligned for you, it's, it's not going to feel good. And I had to finally do all the mindset work as well as creating a strategy that felt really good to me. And then I was able to break through and start selling high ticket and start doing the work that I'm really here to do. So, okay. So a couple things to note there. Number one, I feel that's important to know is that, well, you became aware of it, but if we don't understand our subconscious programming and conditioning of our environment and growing up, which create our beliefs, then that's how, you know, we have this stigma that sales are dirty or, you know, like mm-hmm. the dirty car salesman or whatever. But the other thing that you brought up that is so important, and it's what I call or refer to as the 80-20 rule. So for example, those programs you took were giving you 20%, the strategy or the mechanics on how to sell. They're telling mm-hmm. you the how, but if you don't have the 80% belief or the psychology behind it, the mindset, the certainty, the clarity, the vision, the focus, that 20%, that's probably why, what led you to, all right, well, I got to take another course. I got to take another course. And I guess that's what I find people doing, or I call them the self-help junkies. They keep going to the next seminar or the next program, trying to get the strategy or formula. If they just understood, it's the 80% of the coin that needs the, the tweak, right? I agree with most of what you just said. So um, to me, like there was a lot of, of inner work and a lot of mindset work that needed to get done. And, and on some of the courses were better about talking about that, but ultimately I needed one-to-one. I just, I needed that one-to-one accountability. And so I kept banging my head against the same wall and I should have figured out after the second group program that group programs weren't the best fit for me. Um, but the strategy was important because the, I did the money work. I did the, the mindset work on success and my limiting beliefs and all that stuff. And I went back like this particular course and I still found the, the way they did their sales script to be really unethical, you know? So mm-hmm. to me, I did need that mindset work because even if I had the perfect strategy without the right mindset and that confidence, it wouldn't have happened. You're 100% correct. But even if I had all the confidence and the right mindset, if I was still trying to sell, if all I knew was a way of selling that wasn't aligned with my values and my standards, that also wouldn't have worked. Pardon the interruption. Do you find yourself struggling with money? You want to be financially free, yet you never have enough. I get it. And that's why I just released a new Manifesting Money video training. It's completely free. You can find it at heatherhakes.com. And what I share with you is my three-step process that I have used time and time again to not only manifest small amounts like $200 a day every day, but all the way up to how I've learned to manifest $10,000 through this three-step process I share with you. Again, opt into my free video training on how to manifest more money now, and you can find it at heatherhakes.com. Now, back to regular programming. Well, so what I, I would like to shift and talk more about is this whole manifest consciously. Mm-hmm. And I guess my perspective or my viewpoint, my lens, is that we are all manifesting every day, whether or not we're aware of it. And so you can manifest by default 
or you can manifest by design, which simply means to me is becoming aware of your thoughts and beliefs, being intentional with your day, like the morning routine, or just going through life's motions and, and life is just happening. So what does it mean for you manifest consciously and what does that look like? And, and when you are on the ball and you're doing these, the mindset work, what kind of things have come your way? Okay. So I agree with you completely. We're always manifesting. Um, and I was first introduced to Abraham Hicks and uh, Law of Attraction, The Secret, all of that stuff back in probably like 2004. And I was a mess. <laughs> I was a mess back then. Um, and, and not nearly ready, you know, for, for it. And I was taking all these classes and, you know, they're like, oh, well just script out your day, you know? And I had so much internalized self-hatred that it didn't matter how positive I was. It, it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. Like my conscious brain was like, yeah, this is going to be great. I deserve this. But my internal, you know, oh. feeling was just that I needed to just go fucking die somewhere. You know, and I mean, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. And um, I remember being very frustrated at the time. Now, now manifestation people actually address, you know, the fact that if you have a lot of self-hatred and a lot of like guilt and shame and just ick, it, it's going to be very hard, if not impossible for you to consciously manifest. You have to do the mindset work, do the inner work, do the shadow work, do the anger work and, and get rid of that crap, you know? But at the time, people weren't really even acknowledging that part of it. And so um, I remember I scripted a, a perfect trip to Chicago with my best friend. And everything opposite happened. Like we fought for 24 hours. Like it was a total freaking mess. And I came back and I asked this um, woman, she had written a book. She was, she was in Atlanta and she did like weekly workshops. And I was like, listen, respectfully, I know this works but it's not working for me. Can you please tell me, you know, what's going on? And she was very angry with me <laughs> for, and I, and I didn't mean it as a challenge. I was just like, please help me to figure out what I am doing wrong. It's not what you're teaching is wrong. What am I, you know, doing wrong? And basically, you know, when you have a bunch of toxic people in your life and you're still a little toxic, you can't just law of attraction, that stuff away. It wasn't my experience, at least I had to be willing to do like the deep inner work. And now that I've done that and I don't have this, you know, secret buried feeling that I should really do the world a favor and go kill myself, you know, um, now I can do the morning practice and I have positive people in my life and I can script for things and, and it actually does go that way, you know, but it's like when you're scripting and you're trying to control your best friend who is on drugs and it's full of chaos and violence, it's not going to work, you know, but if you've done the inner work and then again, you've implemented, you've applied this stuff and, and you've changed your life, you've changed your environments, you've changed the people you spend time with, then all of this starts to become a whole lot easier. You know, so this year, you know, I manifested a limo business and then uh, that wasn't where I was really supposed to be. Uh, so COVID made it so that I had to stay home and really focus on my coaching, which is where my passion has really been for nine years, you know? So uh, this year I manifested a business. I manifested um, six soulmate clients who were a joy to work with, who, you know, put it in the work, got great results. Um, yeah, you know, have been, uh, you know, manifesting 
the body that I really want to be in, the health and the vitality, you know, um, it started out by just working out last year and um, started back with uh, Weight Watchers this year, you know, so the last month I've actually been doing like cleaning up my diet as well as, you know, working out and I'm losing weight faster than I ever have before. And I know that it's because I'm, I'm, I believe it's possible for me now. And I, and I really know to the core of my being that I deserve it. Okay. There's so much I want to unpack there. <laughs> so num- number one, to back it up a little bit, what is scripting for somebody who's never heard of that? So I don't know how you would define it. The way that I think of it is like journaling about something before it happens. But okay. journaling as if like, you know, I'm so grateful this trip to Chicago went so well. My friend and I had so much fun, blah, 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 you know, but it could be about anything. Um, I know a lot of people use scripting like daily, you know, they look at what they're going to do the next day and, and they use it. So, so for those listening, how I teach this is I call it to future riff as if, mm-hmm. and so you go to a future date, it could be a week. 30 days, the end of year, whatever. And you just speak in past tense, how amazing it went, but not mm-hmm. only the thoughts and you have to be very detailed and descriptive emotions backing it. Mm-hmm. That's what I teach. Okay. Yeah, like that. So then what I want to ask you is, um, you know, 2020, I think was a challenging year for many. Understatement. Yes. <laughs> And I am so grateful that I had as much personal development and mindset work as I had, because otherwise I think I would have been a hot mess. But because I realized I stood back and I, number one, I focused on the controllables, which was me. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, okay, I don't know what any of this is for. Mm. And I, I stepped in, you know, the, the, I love the quote, life is happening for you. But as an example, COVID happened, right? It happened to everybody, but for you, it, it more or less forced you out of a business you weren't even into and quote, forced you the time in this space to go within and do this work to launch this business that lights you up. And so mm-hmm. when we can find the gratitude and, and step back and stop trying to control and freak out, like it happened for you. Yes. And I, I wouldn't wish this whole situation on the world just so that I could get my coaching business started. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> like, but like I had, I had decided, I mean, I, I kept leaving coaching because I was so frustrated because I hated marketing and sales. I hated it so much. I love to help people. I hated the marketing sales part of it. And I had, I had a come to Jesus moment with myself at the Atlanta airport where I was, I was standing there. I was holding a sign waiting for somebody, you know, to come. And I was like, Heather, like your gifts are, are not being utilized here. This is, this is a waste of your gifts. Yeah. You're a good chauffeur, you know, and it's not that it doesn't take skill to be a good chauffeur because it does, but I've, I have all this life experience and all of these investments I've made in time, money, and effort and implementation of personal and spiritual growth. I'm not using that as a limo driver. I'm not helping the world in any way. And so I had, I really, I was like, you've got to get over the sales and marketing thing. And so I had made the plan and implemented the plan to get a coach and thank God I had finally gotten that one-to-one coach because six weeks later, the limo industry, my part of the limo industry was virtually just shut down because it was all like airport, you know, travel. And um, so I'm really glad that I had this plan, you know, and I had, I had really 
like, okay, this really is my calling. I keep trying to do other things. It's not working out. <laughs> Maybe I should just stay home and do this coaching business. Um, and like, in, and to, to your point about, you're glad that you've done all this work because otherwise it would have been a lot harder. So in 2017, my dad got an autoimmune disorder and nearly died. Um, as he was recovering from that, a few months later, I found out I had breast cancer and um, I had just bought the car for the limo company. And it was just, it was a giant cluster. And I, I held up through that. I didn't, I didn't break down. And it was because I had done so much work and I was able to respond rather than react to what was yeah. happening. And, you know, even though it was tough, um, I was able to, I was able to do it. And I know that like 10 years ago, I wouldn't have weathered that with nearly as much grace. And then, and then 2020 happened and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> right. Kind of like, yes, I'm a badass. I don't need any more evidence that I'm a badass. I'm a badass. I guess. So I'm curious what happened for you in that one-on-one -on -one coaching that triggered you and shifted you out of this, oh, I hate sales and marketing. Because if somebody's not in your shoes, there's some area of life that they are resisting and keeping away from, but that's what like holds the key to their, what they want. Okay. So I want to help them bust through their own blocks. So what was the shift or what happened that you were like, you took on sales and you shifted your perspective, something happened. Yeah. So, um, when I, I knew, I knew from experience, I ended up working with two coaches simultaneously. And I knew from watching them and observing them that they did not sell and market in sleazy ways. And so I was like, okay, here's some people that are being successful that I can relate to that aren't being sleazy. And so that opened the door for me to believe, okay, this is possible. Right. Mm -hmm. And then but there, there were things about that I, that I loved about the way they did things, but then there were things that didn't, I don't say that they're wrong, but they just weren't so aligned, but it gave me somebody to bounce ideas off of, you know, directly to, and have real permission. It's like, I know I didn't actually need permission from somebody else to create this on my own, but, but I needed it for whatever reason. Yeah. And I got the one-to-one -one coaching and then I had somebody in my corner that was like, they would tell me if I was screwing up, you know, or if what I was thinking was like, really like, okay, Heather, you need to may maybe rethink that. But they were very supportive of me creating this business from my own set of, of values and standards and desires. And when I did that and I started, you know, to believe it was possible, it's a mindset, and created this way of selling and started practicing with people, all of a sudden it became easier for me to show up. And I just did a post about this today, actually. It became a lot easier for me to show up and, and actually post and do my marketing and be consistent about it because subconsciously before it was like, why show up and be consistent? You're not gonna be able to sell these to these people anyway. You mm -hmm. know? So once I was able to sell in a way that felt good to me, it became so much easier for me to show up because I knew that once I pulled in people that were a good fit. If they were, if I found out they were a good fit on a sales call, I knew I would be able to close them. So it made a huge difference for me. So ultimately it, it sounds like, well, one, obviously you shifted perspective, but maybe was it from sales and marketing and this pushing in, into I'm providing you content and I want to help. And here's, here's the way I can help you. I want to, you know, 
get you to where you want to be. So how, what was that tweak for you mentally or your approach? So I, so I had been really scared of sales and I had all these limiting beliefs and all this mindset stuff. And so for yeah. me, like the, the right, the right strategy plus the right mindset were so entangled. Like you couldn't just, you couldn't pull them apart. It's like, I had to come to them both at the same time. That may not have been actually true, but that's how it happened, you know, for me. And so as I started to understand, like what was, as I started to calm down and to believe it was possible to sell to people with integrity and to treat them like human beings, you know, um, then I started to like relax and I started to understand like the sales psychology behind like why you ask these questions and what you're listening for and what you're watching for when you're speaking to someone. It's not just what they're saying, it's how they're saying it and what their body language is. And just this whole world of information opened up for me. And I realized that you don't have, if you, if you know what to listen for and how to ask questions to help this person really get clear about their problem and really get clear about what's possible for them and really get clear about what they're willing to do to get those results, because I 100% agree with you, there are no quick fixes, not really. Once I understood how to get all that information and to speak with this somebody, somebody on like a genuine human level about it and in this process, then I was able to say, okay, this is, this is how I'm going to help you. And I really speak to their values, you know, like a lot of people maybe want to lose weight, but they want to lose weight for different reasons. And you can't talk to someone about, oh, well, you know, it's all about a bikini body when that's not what they care about. What they really care about is being able to like have more energy, you know? So you have to understand yeah. like why people want things, you know? So that was a big thing. The other huge thing is I, I really hated the concept of overcoming objections. That's really gross to me. It feels like you're taking somebody's concern and just throwing it under a rug and being like, yeah, don't, don't worry about this. You, you need to do this. And that felt really gross to me. That's how I was taught in, in most of these trainings. And so I learned how to address concerns instead. And that energy was just much better. And now I don't get objections. It's really funny. Now that I know how to deal with them, <laughs> people don't object. Yeah. And I think what I would love to add there is, and even when you brought up earlier, you know, you used to be around toxic people, yes. but when we have different energy and we're living in a different space, we're going to attract and magnetize ideal clients, partners, relationships, whatever. And I love the saying that you don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. And what you think you deserve. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that's important. So, and this is something I actually asked you offline, but I'd love for you to share it. If okay. you could give humanity one message, like your billboard message, what would you tell people? I'm going to phrase it a little bit differently. Okay. But basically get to a point where you can respond to the world instead of reacting to it. And what allowed me to do that was getting in touch with um, the places that I was hurt, that I was angry and, um, ashamed and guilty and working through that, I used a, a, a structured journaling exercise and, um, had somebody go through that with me and help me get like full perspective 
and drop the victimhood and really process that stuff. And then this year I actually started using um, some anger work, like physical anger work. So like doing a kickboxing workout, but with, as you're punching, like thinking about what you're mad at, like really getting that stuff out of your body, like not just getting it out of your mind, getting it out of your body. And in doing all of that, and then um, the mindset work, the meditation, the learning to love myself. Now there's things that piss me off, but I don't have to stop and think, okay, what would a good person do in this situation? Like, or what's the smart thing to do in this situation? Like I automatically can just step back and think, okay, this is how I want to react, but that's not going to get me what I want. It's not going to make the situation better. How can I respond? And if that's, if that was something that people started learning at a young age, um, I, I'm going to phrase that differently. Once people start learning this at a very young age, we will live in a very, very different world. For sure. I love that. And so that's something, if you're listening, I would write it down. How can I learn to respond instead of react? And so yeah. I think sometimes it's even that, cause I still get triggered. I'm human. Sure. But to take, take a moment, take a breather and, and like before you react mm-hmm. or respond. So I guess respond there, but take, take that, take that break moment mm-hmm. before you send the text or you bite somebody back or whatever, you know, just take a moment, take a breather. Yeah. But the beautiful thing is that if people will be serious, get really serious about facing their demons and doing the inner work, then it doesn't, you don't have to fight yourself on it. You're just like, okay. You know, you don't even have like that five minutes of like, I'm so triggered. I'm, ah, you know, and then you like calm yourself down. Like I'll feel irritated. And I mean, I'll, I'll feel aggravated, but I, I don't have to hold myself back. I don't have to, you know, talk myself down from the ledge, like Heather back away from the keyboard. You know, I could just be like, <sighs> take a breath. Yeah. Take a breath. Take a break. I would love to wrap up the interview and I have a few rapid fire questions to ask you. The first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Don't talk about it, be about it. Oh, so powerful. And that, I think that's actually something I have a weekly mastermind. We have our call every week. I love them. Just three of us, but that's, that's been a big um, saying for all of us lately is, to do the work, to show up, to stop talking, you know, it's that whole action speak louder than words. So I love that. Yep. My favorite. It's actually, uh, it's actually an old pimp saying it's a, it's very much a street saying, don't talk about it, be about it when, when it's worded like that. <laughs> Second question. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Several people recommended The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. And I thought maybe it was a new book because everybody was recommending it. And it's not, it was came out in 2012, but I've been doing that gratitude practice. It's a whole book about gratitude. And it's really, it's the deepest gratitude practice I've ever come across. And it is magical. Cool. I'll check that out. Final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? Wow. Um, To find personal growth sooner, uh, to invest in in uh, not just books, but actually going to retreats and getting one-to-one coaching sooner, because that's what really turned 
my life around. Um, I say that that therapy kept me from jumping off buildings, personal and spiritual growth made me so that I didn't want to jump off buildings anymore. So um, yeah, would, would get into the personal growth and invest in myself like that sooner. Awesome. What a great note to end on. Heather, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, other Heather. <laughs> I guess I'm other Heather in this. Thank you so much for the show. Um, I've been listening to some of your other episodes and you, you're doing great work. It's, you have really interesting people on and um, really great stuff you're talking about and you're breaking it down in a way that's very digestible. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Be sure to sign up for my free video training on how to manifest more money now at heatherhakes.com. And I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can find me on Instagram at heather.hakes, Facebook, Heather Hakes, and YouTube. Guess what? You got it, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.